1: Wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change
2: your mind. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM. The station that leaves no listener behind.
3: The Osgood File, sponsored in part by Auto Owners Insurance. The no problem people. Visit autoowners.com. This is Charles Osgood. The bigger a cargo plane is, the more cargo it can carry. That was why the U.S. Army bought a British design for the Airlander 10 airship, more than 300 feet long. It didn't fit with the Pentagon's needs at the time, so the Army sold it back to the British designers, hybrid air vehicles, which is repurposing it for commercial use, combining very new and very old technologies, says company spokesman Chris Daniels.
4: About 40% of its lift comes from being wing-shaped, and about 60% comes from being filled with helium, from being lighter than air. And that's the real difference in technology. It's a fusion of technologies going together. And we're very low
3: carbon, we're very green. And there's more after this. The British designers at hybrid air vehicles say the Airlander 10 will burn 70% less fuel than traditional aircraft, despite being as long as a football field. In fact, the longest aircraft in the world. Mike Durham is hybrid's technical director.
2: Got helium inside the hull. So all of the structure is being lifted that way. You can then put your payload on and you lift that either aerodynamically, courtesy of the shaping of the hull, or by vectored thrust. The whole
3: hull of this ship is pressure stabilized, so there's no internal structure at all. It can carry five tons of cargo, and the proposed one hundred million dollar Airlander fifty will carry ten times that. How long a runway does such behemoths require? What runway? says company CEO Stephen McLennan.
0: It can land vertically when it's very heavy, full of payload. It takes a very short landing, perhaps less than its own hull length. So there's no need for a runway whatsoever. It needs just a broadly flat space.
3: The Osgood File. I'll see you online at Facebook, Twitter, and at theosgoodfile.com. This is Charles Osgood on the CBS Radio Network.
5: KCAA News Time 602. I'm John Watanabe with your local Inland Empire traffic update brought to you by Big O Tires. Now at Big O Tires, buy three select tires, get one free. Or choose up to $70 off a set of a select group of Cooper tires. See Big O Tires for details for the store nearest you. Go to BigOtires.com. And taking a look at our highways in the Inland Empire, in Moreno Valley, there is an accident blocking lanes on the 60 eastbound before Frederick. A crash is blocking the two right lanes again on the 60 eastbound before Frederick in Moreno Valley. Also be aware of construction work going on through Cajon Pass and the high desert area. On the I-15 southbound at Kenwood Avenue, the Kenwood Avenue off-ramp is closed for pavement work until October 27th. Currently 84 degrees in downtown San Bernardino. Coming up, we'll take a look at the local Inland Empire weather forecast. And then get ready for two hours of political discussion. First, in just a couple of minutes, the PDA Political Hour, live and local from our studios at the Carousel Mall in downtown San Bernardino. And then at 7 p.m., stay tuned for Patriot Radio with Tom O'Halloran. I'm John Watanabe on the Inland Talk Express, AM 1050, and on the World Wide Web at kcaaradio.com.
2: From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Rod Tatter for tonight, we'll have clear skies and a low of 63. Heading into Wednesday, we'll have sunshine and a high of 93. Wednesday night, it'll be clear with a low of 65. Thursday should be sunny and warmer with a high of 96. Thursday night, we'll have clear skies and a low of 67. Finally, as we finish the week, it'll be sunny and hot with a high of 98. Again, tonight, we'll have clear skies and a low of 63. Wednesday should be sunny and warm with a high of 93. Thursday continues to be sunny and warmer with a high of 96. That's your weather forecast for this hour. From the station, that leaves no listener behind. And ABC News Radio, AM 1050 KCAA.
6: Who says that theology is boring or that Christian truth has no relevance for today? No one who listens to Redeemer Radio does. Or Redeemer Radio, which broadcasts here on KCAA every Friday afternoon at 3, is a thought-provoking Christian radio program aimed at those who are serious about their Christian faith. When you listen to Redeemer Radio, you'll hear solid biblical teaching, guest interviews on a variety of theological subjects, and other segments designed to deepen your understanding of God and His Word. So join us every Friday as we discuss subjects that are vital to your growth as a Christian. Again, that's Redeemer Radio every Friday at 3 o'clock here on KCAA, where as we stress every week, there is a Redeemer, Jesus Christ is His name, and we have a duty to make Him known. So listen in and grow. That's Redeemer Radio with me, Jeff Massey, every Friday at 3 p.m. here on KCAA 1050 AM. KCAA, your local connection for news, News, traffic, 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 weather, weather, and
2: sports. sports.
5: AM 1050, KCAA.
7: Good afternoon, KCAA 1050 AM. I'm Mark Westwood, and we hope this finds you In uh, fair weather, great times, good times, we should say. This is the Political Hour with Nelson Goins. Hello, Nelson. How are you? Mark, how are you doing? Pretty good, as we look at uh, the last version of this particular show. Um, uh, Some people know I'm working mornings here at KCAA now, and I'm up at 4.15 in the morning and down here by 5.30, and... and, uh, Doing a 6 o'clock show is kind of difficult, so we're going to kind of reformat this, restructure it, and move it till 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesdays, and so it's going to move to 2, we're just packing up the bags here, and we're going to move to Tuesdays at 2, we're also going to rename the show, it's no longer going to be called the Political Hour, it's going to be called uh, Political Platform. And it'll be about candidates and issues, and we'll bring different candidates and issues in. Uh, We'll have several candidates each time. Uh, We'll be less uh, conjecture, uh, less blog, less opinion, and uh, just a whole lot of interviews and and bringing issues and stuff uh, to the forefront from now until November 4th. And, of course, November 4th is what? Election Day. It's 38 days away, believe it or not, (laughs) 38 days away. And uh, one of the candidates we have that's going to be running in that election is Jane Dreher. And uh, did I pronounce that right, Jane? That's close enough. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. And uh, Jane has uh, got quite a resume. Uh, she was a city of Redlands public information officer for uh, five years, uh, and she owned and operated her own business called uh, Redlands Living Magazine, uh, and she was the owner and publisher of that for eight years. Uh, she was also Public Relations Director for Redlands Community Hospital, a fine hospital over in Redlands that I've been in uh, just one time, and hopefully I never have to go back. And uh, also a long tenure, seven years, uh, was SANDBAG, which is a San Bernardino Area-Associated Governments. Uh, I, the acronym is difficult, but uh, it's called SANDBAG, and everybody kind of right. knows it, the area. Right. So uh, what does that acronym stand for?
8: Well, SAN be- is the beginning of San Bernardino County. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernardino Associated Governments. It's a transportation authority for the county, but it's also a council of governments, so it's called an Associated association of governments
7: right so there's several different yeah, uh, government where, cities involved yeah, it's like a joint powers
8: mm-hmm. right 24 cities in the city county of san bernardino uh they're all represented with uh, either a mayor or a council member and then all five county supervisors are part of the board so they make decisions um for the entire county
7: but you've been a resident of Redlands, a town with uh, 63,591 people as of the uh, 210. Actually, no, it's a little bit bigger than that. 68,747 is the last mm-hmm. number that they, uh, they issued. A, a town that's a very nice, laid out town. A, a town that's about family. It's about community. And, uh, you know, it's pretty entrenched in history. Uh, Redlands is lots of history and architecture in Redlands. is a great city. And so you want to help guide it.
8: Right, right. I think the experience that I've gained since I came to Redlands 28 years ago, uh, with the five years at the city of Redlands, I learned about all the departments at the city, and I helped communicate their services and programs. I was the media contact. I created publications, newsletters. So I was very active in communicating information about the city, to the public, so um, that set the stage for me to get on a role uh, regarding politics. I worked with the council members. and then um, from there, I, as you said, uh, I've tried a few other areas. and concluding my regular career, in June at Sandbag as the public information officer there, after working with all those elected officials for seven years.
7: Writing all those speeches, right?
8: Right. I gained a lot of experience and insight about how government works, and I thought I'm ready to go back to Redlands, reopen my business that I had for eight years, which I have, joined the chamber and have started doing some special project work for the University of Redlands and some other clients. So, So Redlands Living Magazine is once again? It hasn't started up yet. I'm using the name because it's uh, familiar to the people in Redlands. Uh, But I took a break to uh, run for office here, and I will restart Redlands Living in some format when I get uh, through with the election.
7: So I noticed here, you know, I was drum major of my high school marching band. I was in marching band. You are a marching band mom. That's the biggest qualification right there. He's, yeah, uh, Nelson was on the Redlands East Valley High School football. Thing. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Mark was a band geek. But you know what? I'm a proud band geek. So no, yeah, they're look, great.
9: Look, yeah, the, the band is always awesome. Yeah, my that's girls. A, that's the greatest part of Friday Night Lights is when you hear their, them walking in with the the doom. Oh yeah, those (laughs) drums beating. Both of my
8: girls were in the Rev marching band, and so I followed that. And I couldn't be a soccer mom, so I thought I'd come up with being a band mom.
7: Hey, that's a good. That's a good thing. Rotary Club of Redlands past board member, YMCA past board member, YWCA. Um, uh, They've got a great facility over there, by the way. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's just like uh, Nelson. I've never ever been to it. It's it's like an LA Fitness. The YMCA.
9: Yeah, I used to be an employee. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not
7: know that. Okay.
9: Not a fan. Oh,
7: okay. Well, all right. But anyway, I like the facility. Um, and then Redland's Chamber of Commerce member uh, and uh, chamber newsletter editor. Good. Yeah, you've got a lot of uh, experience here in public relations, so you mm-hmm. should be very comfortable here today. I hope you are. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, you know, as we uh, get into this, uh, uh, tell me. You must have an issue, something you're passionate about here. He said, you know, I can fix that. I can do that. I can create that. I can invent that what what is that issue
8: well i'm anxious to get involved as the economy's starting to turn around and redlands is one of the most fortunate communities in the county because they've been able to maintain their finances uh this year in fact they're going to have a 7.7 million dollar reserve and add that to what they had last year they have 16 million so they're ahead of many communities having worked at sandbag i found out there were quite a few cities in the county who are close or near bankruptcy. But, um, You're re- sitting in one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
7: um, uh, moving forward, it looks like... <laughs> I mean to put you on the spot, but it's truthful. It's factual. Oh, yeah.
8: I'm very familiar with San Bernardino and came to That's many okay. city council meetings and um, spoke before the group. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited to be there I want to get involved in in guiding this to the future with the redevelopment or rehabilitation of the Redlands Mall. Uh, the Redlands Rail Project is coming, uh, nine mile extension from so San Bernardino. So you Bernadette. see the Redlands Mall
9: is being reopened.
8: Oh yes, uh, there's a new owner and there's a. It just got sold, pl-
9: right? It just got sold.
8: Yeah, it just yeah. got sold. Well, when did that
7: happen? You know I didn't catch that.
8: that- yeah, it's just very recent. Mm-hmm. And they're going to uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but oh, I my. would like to be uh, if they're going to tear it down, but it's it's pretty much uh, a sure thing that they will have to demolish it to start mm-hmm. over, but I can't guarantee that. But when they do, uh, it gives the opportunity to connect State Street on the east side right through that property and reconnect it to the west. There State are Street. definitely
7: two State Streets, and if folks have <laughs> you ever been on the other side of State Street, there's good Thai restaurants over there. Right. Oh, there's uh, oh some awesome restaurants. There's a. Uh, An Italian deli, I can't think of the name of it right now, Saperino's or Sertinos, I think it is. Is Or
9: State Street Liquor. Uh,
7: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Which you will find all the high school kids at. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I have Nelson here for color.
9: (laughs) Yeah,
8: he adds a little flavor to this conversation.
7: But uh, and he also represents the youth view because you know young people, young people
9: like State Street Liquor, you know.
7: (laughs) Well, you know, let me bring a topic up. We had uh, a lady here who helped with Redlands Youth Incorporated. Have you heard of that organization?
8: No, I haven't. There are quite a few groups... Uh, you, it, there's a well, Youth Hope. Youth I just Youth that's, Hope, you meant. What, yes, I am familiar hope. with that one.
7: Yeah, I'm sorry. I have the wrong name, and that's my entire fault. I apologize for that. It's okay. Youth I'm hope. very familiar. Uh, and and it, great organization. And she brought up some things like there's 1,400 homeless children in the Redlands Unified School District. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible how many. You
8: know. It's hard to believe in a city like that. But there's a mix, just like any city, uh, extremes in all areas. So there are many homeless uh in the in the wash, on
7: mm-hmm. um, the north side of town, and uh, some other areas. Well, Redlands Police Department and these groups and uh, uh, the Optimists and a lot of people have been really working to help the homeless in Redlands, and I commend mm-hmm. the City of Redlands. They have this little book that that, that you can hand out to people for services. Mm-hmm. Do you do you envision con- uh, continuing that stuff? Or? Oh
8: yes, definitely. I think it's great. Um, I've been meeting with the the folks on uh, in North. Redlands, Mm -hmm. uh, and they've endorsed me, and we've met about how we can improve um, the life there with improvements on Orange Street. And the community center, more programs for youth, and so forth. So I really want to help in that area. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with that. The city used to have great recreation programs. They have been cut, and so most of the program ha- programs have to be provided by um, agencies such as Boys and Girls Club and um, different businesses that might be, use the community center so back when I was at the city the recreation programs were very broad and comprehensive and the police department was involved in community policing to help youth before they get involved in any kind of bad activity so i think as redlands moves forward with more financial support uh, with the economy they can we can guide the city to go that direction and and help all those who need help
7: and you know redlands has a drought just like everybody else that's mm-hmm. a big big challenge i've actually right? heard
9: that redlands itself is not in a drought like the city it's not in a drought
7: Really? Yeah. Well, I see these electronic signs at every entrance to the city. i got to share this. It's kind of a funny story. Uh, and, and, of course, it has nothing to do with the candidate here because she's not in the city council yet or anything like that. Nor does she
9: control rainfall.
7: does <laughs> no, <no>, she control <laughs> rainfall. But uh, just this funny story. I was going across Barting Road uh, from Loma Linda into uh, Redlands the other day. And they have one of these electronic reads, reader signs that says, serious drought, you know, sea website. See the city website. And it's sitting right in the middle of this uh, area where there's a lot of apartment communities. There's this big, green, grassy median strip <laughs> there. And it's like 1230 at night, and every sprinkler in the world was on. Oh, And no. it looked like a rain cloud <laughs> right Oh, <over> no. There. <laughs> so it's like, oh. oh, my gosh. So I don't know how bad the drought is in Redlands, but uh, – the grand, well, I mean, grass is the, still the,
9: green. You know that strip of uh, grass where the, it's like the people's lawns, sidewalk grass? Mm-hmm. Why do we have that strip of grass? Why? Like, uh, yeah. uh, we're, yeah. we're so worried about the drought. We're still watering this meaningless strip of grass that does absolutely nothing.
7: Well, zero scaping is something we've had on this show before. Um, and, and let me tell you, uh, it's about you know bringing in uh, desert flora and fauna. And it's it's really pretty, actually. Oh, yeah, it is. It, it people
8: are doing very creative things. you drought. drought-tolerant plants out in that uh, area. Mm -hmm. Um, What he's referring to is the City of Redlands gets... Is in a prime location at the base of the mountains, and the water, because I worked for the water department when I was at the city, I'm kind of familiar with where our water comes from in Redlands, Mm -hmm. and we're very fortunate because we're at the beginning of the water supply coming out of Santa Ana River and Big Bear Mountains. Uh, There's groundwater um, and surface water, and water. Only 5% of the water we need, we purchase from the California Water Project. And many of the communities in Southern California have to purchase that water that comes down through the California aqueduct. Mm -hmm. So even though Redlands is not – I was at the city council meeting when they were talking about that, and they did say that. We weren't really – but we have to comply with the state mandate the governor put out. So that's why uh, we have watering if you're on an even-numbered – side of the street, you can only water on even-numbered days of the month and vice versa, odd and even. So um, they're doing that, and they're emphasizing water conservation because – we don't know when this will let up, I guess.
7: Apparently, they say it's actually going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm keeping our fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the drought is a very big challenge for all cities, and in, in Redlands is, is no exception to that probably, even though their groundwater table is probably charged pretty decently from what I understand and what, mm-hmm. what Nelson is talking about. Uh, you know, 73% of all water used in California is done for one reason, to keep – grass alive <laughs> and it's kind of well, i think that's my point too is that you know maybe we need to look at other different alternatives um, you know uh, it talks about open spaces here and you work closely with the city council to promote the passage of Measure O okay. for open space. Tell us about that.
8: Okay, that was passed in 1988 when I worked for the city, uh, and it was phenomenal that the the public voted to tax upon themselves. And it went for 25 years, uh, 1988 to um, 2013, <laughs> and it just ended. And um, so the idea with that was to purchase as much land encircling Redlands, and they call it the Emerald Necklace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've accomplished a lot of that uh, by buying orange groves, uh, having green space, trail systems. Uh, so that was the whole concept, and it was prime at the time that the people really wanted that. So they voted the tax on themselves, and now that has run out after 25 years. But a lot has been accomplished from that Measure O. mm
7: mm-hmm. And um, so what part of Redlands uh, do you live in? Do you live in the north side? Do you live in the south end? Uh, uh,
8: I live in the north. And in fact, I live right on the edge of the Santa Ana River Wash. Okay. So I get a look out there at...
7: Uh, out there in Pioneer area.
8: Uh, yes, it's mm-hmm. on Riverview Drive, That's and nice it area. faces the, the Wash. So there's not much water out there. And when <laughs> I have relatives come from the Midwest and I say, well, I live right across... From the river and they come and they look out there uh on that bluff and
7: it's just a bunch of rocks i wish they would continue church street from church street in redlands into church street in highland oh it'd be it'd great be, it's so much nicer you know every time i come to the end of that street and i go I look out across that wash i go mm-hmm. wow that'd be nice but i guess they've had to replace rivers and roads and bridges quite often uh, on alabama street and stuff like that so mm-hmm. we would be inviting trouble that's that's for oh, sure yeah so yeah. tell me about your campaign um Uh, Are you putting out signs, or do you have a website, or what's going on?
8: Actually, it's great. I've got 300 signs. Well, the last 100 of the 300 order is coming this week. Uh, 200 are already out there all over, and um, we'll be getting the rest. Um, I've had quite a few uh, events with people in the community who have taken the signs to go put out. And uh, I've asked, gotten permission. And so they're out and about. Um, and I'm meeting with all kinds of groups uh, to find out what their concerns are. And I'm really enjoying it. I met with the airport people last weekend, and they had an event. Um, they would like to do see some development out there at the Redlands Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some restaurants, a little bit more development. And then uh, I've heard the concerns of the north side residents. Uh, I've met with community groups that are very involved in organizations such as family service, and I go to the fundraisers to support those. And so I'm out and about a lot. And I really enjoy it. I feel like I, even though I worked in San Bernardino for seven years at the the old Santa Fe Depot, I've gone back and I picked up where I left off, and it's amazing in three months. I can't believe how much fun I've had getting back together with well, that's people. that's
7: wonderful. And, you know, to somebody... Who you know you you look still young, by the way, and uh, you know, but you have you had a full career and you've done a lot yeah. of things, and then to go back in and say I want to help and I want to do something and mm-hmm. I that you're to be commended for that. Uh, Thank you. We've been Thank speaking you. with Jane Bear. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Make sure I did that right. No, no, Jane Dreer, Jane Dreer from <laughs> Reynolds City Council. And folks, forgive me. You know I've interviewed candidates and candidates and candidates, and this time around, uh, you know our democracy is working. Mm-hmm. Um, in San Bernardino County. Uh, Democrats, Republicans, independents, decline to state, whatever, all combined right now on the ballot, our pro-registrator voter has to keep track of 349 names throughout San Bernardino oh, County. wow. Yeah, wow. there's never a lot it. of people running.
8: <laughs> <laughs> it's quite interesting. This is an experience I've never had, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it.
7: And I think, you know, running on the local level is so vitally important. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know I'll, I'll just express a little bit of my opinion. When you get towards the top in Washington, D.C., that? Eh, starts to close in a little bit and the differences aren't so much or the behavior is not you know so that's different a lot of times so it's nice to see people step forward and help their community and get involved and mm-hmm. say I want to help uh, you know whether you know you, you want to create economic vitality and open spaces and you know you concerned about the, the water and the sewer and the trash in redlands uh, it's a great community and, I, and I, I wish whoever is there the best of success
8: okay and best of you. luck uh, All right.
7: and that's what we need to have a yeah. community spirit here in Redlands uh, I can Come from Ukipa, and I got to brag about my community. Last weekend we had a, a little uh, autumn fest. It wasn't so little, actually. We closed the whole downtown section oh, nice. beer gardens. There was this period of cooperation and community in the town that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. No violence. No, yeah. no. You know, the police were there, but everybody was having a good time. People were drinking, but they were drinking responsibly. Um, there were families there. Nobody was in danger. People were happy, and there was a lot of joy in the area. And that's what we need to create throughout California, mm-hmm. even into San Bernardino. Here, that can happen. And, and uh, so, you know, the best of luck to you. Okay, and, thank you. And uh, everybody vote on November 4th. Okay. We don't endorse people here on the the okay. show. We just get people to know them. But yeah. uh, uh, we thank you very much. And if you want to see this broadcast again, you can go to kcaradio.com. Click on Tuesday. You'll see my picture. Click on Podcast. And you'll you'll find this nice interview here. Thank uh, you. And with this lovely lady. Uh, there's also Ustream. You go to Ustream and put in the search bar PDA, Political Hour. And you will see our show and Nelson and the last uh, umpteen weeks here as we continue on with the uh, about the last half hour of this particular format in this particular time uh it brings a lot of uh, joy to be able to have done this and uh you know we've had a lot of people here um everybody from uh former governors uh jerry brown george duke Majin, barbara boxer uh district attorney mike ramos uh Political, uh, um, uh, the Progressive Democrats of America, national leader, Tim Sheridan, just a week or two before he passed away.
9: Mimi Kennedy. Tim Uh. Sheridan is running for Congress. He hasn't passed away. Did I say Tim Sheridan? Yeah, Tim Sheridan we had on last week. Oh, Tim Sheehan. I'm sorry. Tim Sheridan's Uh, running for Congress. Yeah,
7: that's right. Tim Sheridan's still alive. We had him here last week. So don't feel bad I messed up your name, too. (laughs) God gave me an easy name to remember. Thank God. Westwood is easy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's fine. We thank you so much. Do you have a Facebook page?
8: Yes, I do. Just go to Jane Dreher, J A N E D R E H E R, on Facebook, and I do have some information on there. Some of the places I've been um, visiting, people I've talked to, some activities, and my brochure, and some other uh, articles that I've been writing that have been appearing in the newspapers.
7: Well, thank you much, uh, Jane Dreher, band mom. And uh, <laughs> civic right. activist and uh, a City Council candidate. Okay. Uh, vote November 4th. We're going to continue on. Uh, we've got a couple of guests coming in. Uh, we're stretching it all over the place. Fontana, Rialto. We have Lily Houston, who's running for school board, coming up next. And then also Kareem Gungora. See, I got that name right. Oh, Kareem Gungora. A couple job. of candidates right after this. Next on the Political Hour, KCA, 1050 AM. I'm Mark Westwick with Nelson Goins.
2: and Commercial Printing Company has been serving the greater Inland Empire for over 60 years. For all of your printing needs, from full-color printing to high-speed copying and everything in between, go to Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company. Their staff is committed to your total satisfaction. Great service isn't just lip service at Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company. It's the way they do business year after year. Having trouble finding drafting supplies? Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company still carries a complete selection. Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company is rated high in customer satisfaction by ValueStar, an independent rating company. For all of your personal or business printing, call Redlands Blueprint and Commercial Printing Company at 909-792-3478. That's 792-3478. Or visit them on New York Street in Redlands off the I-10 and the Crosstown Freeway.
5: Thank you very much for listening on this Tuesday, September 30th, 2014. Now at Big O Tires, buy three select tires, get one free. Or choose up to $70 off a set of four select Cooper tires. See Big O Tires for details for the store nearest you. Go to BigOtires.com. Currently 84 degrees in downtown San Bernardino. Stay tuned. Coming up, more of the PDA Political Hour, live and local, from our studios at the Carousel Mall in downtown San Bernardino. But first, this edition of the Hightower Report.
4: What's the matter with the post office? The U.S. Postal Service, I mean, the corporate hierarchy.
6: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Yes, I know that USPS has lost revenue it traditionally got from first-class mail delivery, but I also know that letter carriers and postal workers have offered many excellent ideas for expanding the services that USPS can deliver, thus increasing both revenue and the importance of maintaining these community treasures. Yet, the Postal Board of Governors, which includes corporate interests that would profit by killing the public service, seems intent on, guess what, killing it. The board's only idea is to cut services and shut down hundreds of local post offices. Incredibly, their list of closures include the historic post office in Philadelphia's Old City, the very building where Ben Franklin presided as our country's first postmaster general, appointed by the Continental Congress in 1775. All across the country, post offices that are invaluable artistic and historic assets are slated to be sold to developers. One is the marvelous 1935 Bronx Post Office with classical architectural flourishes and 13 museum-worthy murals. It's not just a post office, says one customer fighting the closure. It's part of my life. No one feels that way about a FedEx warehouse. Yet, says a USPS spokeswoman dismissively, the four-story building is severely underused. This is Jim Hightower saying, so use it. Put a coffee shop in it, a public Internet facility, a library and museum, a one-stop government services center. And, as USPS employees have suggested, a public bank offering basic services to the thousands of neighborhood people ignored by commercial banks. Come on, USPS, show a little creativity and gumption, and remember that service is a key part of your name. If you'd like more of Jim Hightower's real populism, check out the Hightower Lowdown. Jim's monthly newsletter gives you the real lowdown on which corporations, by name, are doing what to the middle class, our environment, and our democracy. Each month, the Hightower Lowdown brings you facts you didn't know, along with actions you can take to fight back. It also comes with a sense of humor. Hightower believes we can fight the gods and still have fun. Plus, get this, it's cheap. Only $15 brings you 12 issues a year. For real populism, go to HightowerLowdown.org. Here's a look at the
7: KCAA Community Calendar. I'm Mark Westwood. It's almost time to get back to the rendezvous on Route 66 in San Bernardino. Coming on Friday, October 10th from 2 to 10 p.m. and on Saturday, October 11th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Get your motor running where it all started. Join the San Bernardino Area Chamber of Commerce at San Manuel Baseball Stadium on Southeast Street in San Bernardino for great food, vendors, creative kids' games, great entertainment, and, of course, a full lineup of classic muscle cars. No one does the rendezvous like San Bernardino. There'll be an open header contest, and on Saturday, motorsport racing displays. There'll be plenty of cruising and your favorite cars on display. Funds from this charity event will go toward business support services offered by the San Bernardino Area Chamber and Human Traffic Awareness. For more information on one of San Bernardino's best annual events, go to spchamber.org or call 885-7515. Back to the Rendezvous on Route 66. And that's a look at the KCAA Community Calendar. I'm Mark Westwood. Southern California's Inland Talk Express is
5: KCAA News Talk 1050. KCAA
7: 1050 AM and the Political Hour. I'm Mark Westwood. Returning with the final version. Hello, Nelson.
9: How you doing, Mark? Good. Uh, busy day as
7: usual. We've had so many guests on this show over the past. Uh, John uh, Watanabe has been one of my my guidance engineers in here, along with Mia Johnson and uh, several others, Carlos Garcia and uh, Gonzalez, and, and lots of people have helped out with this show. As we, This is the last edition of this show. Um, I'm taking on mornings, and I've been doing mornings for, oh, gee, probably... Two weeks now. I'm getting to be a vet at it. (laughs) But one of the the difficult things is to come back here after you're here and up at 4.30 in the morning and then, you know, to come back here at 6 and do another show and be lively. It's like having a second career. And so (laughs) it's too much. So we're moving the show to 2 o'clock. And now through the election, we're changing the name of it to the political platform. We're bringing in candidates on all sides of the aisle and walks in life and interviewing them and presenting them with some opportunities to help. Their campaigns here on KCA, which I'll talk to you guys afterwards about. And uh, right now we have uh, Lily Houston uh, for Realto School Board, and she's running. And then we also will talk a little bit with Kareem Bingora from the—he's uh, running for the Fontana School Board. And, uh, and uh, Kareem is a first-time candidate, I think. But we'll talk with Lily first. Okay. Lily Houston is a lovely lady I've known for so many, many, many years as an activist and, and a great all-around person. Wife of Marcus Houston. Yes. And uh, Marcus is a great guy, too. And, uh, you know, her business card says experience, committed to excellence, and an advocate for children. And I don't think there's any dispute that that's the truth there. She's running for the Royalta School Board. Is this the first, like, public office you've ever run for?
1: This is the first public office that I've run for. Inspired probably by our great President Barack Obama. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Inspired by the whole process because I've been involved for years.
7: Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Rauta's got Joe Britt, who's also on this uh, station at this time on Wednesday evenings. And Joe has something called uh, um, Bridges... Uh, Building Bridges is the name of his show and uh, Joe uh, is kind of taking up the political mantle too and he's running for city council and then uh, we have a a gentleman uh, who is on the San Diego Community College Board uh, Joe Simpson I want to say no uh, I forgot his name, oh my gosh i 'm really feeling bad now, uh, and folks by the way i 'm on something called Tramoral right now. I had an injury earlier this week so i 'm feeling no pain kind of i 'm uh, you know so <laughs> here we go, so Lily Houston running for school board uh, uh, Tell us about why all of a sudden, at this stage in your life, you decided to pick up the mantle of public service and run for school board.
1: Yes, like you had said when you read my um, little information off my card, where I'm committed, I'm experienced, and I want to be an advocate. You're revealing my secrets here. I'm revealing. (laughs) I'm definitely revealing them. But uh, as I was saying before, um, I decided to do this because I raised my children here in the Rialto area, and um, the school board, I must say, as well as the teachers and staff have been very good to them because they graduated right here in the Rialto area, and I decided to become more uh, Active. I've retired. I have more time on my hands. A little
7: more active. She was resident uh, president, I think, for years and years and I, years. I called her the resident president of the Rialto. Uh, of the Rialto Democratic, Democratic Club. Club,
1: and I can say, AKA the original Rialto Democratic <coughs> Club.
7: <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's two ones now. I guess uh, somebody yes. decided to reverse engineer it. So I know.
1: So now we're back to the Rialto region, the Rialto. Democratic Club.
7: Royalty
1: Democratic Club. Yes. And and like I said, the reason why I decided is because I am retired, and I decided that, hey, it's time for me to get involved, go into uh, an election like this, and just show what type of person that I can be on the board.
7: That's right. And you've got something to give a little, and that's why you wanted to do it, I guess. Uh, Lily is... uh, uh, how many uh, children do you have? Okay. <laughs> I have
1: four. I four have children. four children, yes.
7: Mother of four children. Mother of
1: four. And um, I have my daughter and stepchildren. There's three stepchildren. So there's four of us at all. And I have seven grandchildren and one great grandchild coming up in November. Oh my
9: goodness. <laughs> Just
1: before the election, I said, why? Oh, why? <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> so what shall I do? Those Stay are the fun here ones. for the election? Or <laughs> go to my great-grandchild? It's supposed to be a little girl. See that, baby folks? Baby, she's so.
9: putting uh, the, the community's case that. before her own <laughs> great <kids>. great <laughs> great Right. So
1: I decided to get involved. And so it's been an experience me being uh, retired. I'm
7: now... Great-grandchildren of the by the way, because I know this vicariously because I don't have great-grandchildren or children or any children, but I know that like from watching my brothers and sisters that now have great-grandchildren, because they're considerably older than me. I was the youngest of the bunch. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, they like to take these great-grandchildren and spoil the heck out of them, feed them full of sugar, and say, here. I know, I know, I know. (laughs)
1: And that's what I'll do. I'll feed them full of sugar and then give them back to my
7: grandson. And then snicker, because you had to go through that with them, (laughs) Yeah, but it should be fun. You know, You stick your hand on the school board long enough, I'm sure that those children will be coming through those schools. And that's probably why you you want to make sure they're good schools, huh? Correct.
1: That is definitely why I want to make sure they're going to continue to be good schools. And that uh, each student or each child has the chance to accomplish their goals. Because that's what it's all about now as far as them getting their education, being productive, being good citizens of the city. That they're involved in, that they grew up in.
7: Well, we're speaking with Lily Houston. She's running for Rialto School Board, uh, a friend of mine in Democratic politics, and I got to tell you, one of the the, the nicest and finest ladies I've ever met. Wow! And I really enjoy serving on the San Bruno Central Committee with you. And uh, and 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 you couldn't have a finer person watching out for your children. And I don't mind standing here and saying that, Lily, Uh, you're 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 one fine gal. (laughs) Okay, okay. And so with that, no further ado, you want to get to know Lily. Bit more, she, she has a Facebook page. Tell us about that. Yes, and the Facebook is
1: for uh, Rialto School Board. Mm-hmm. And on that Facebook, you'll see the people who have endorsed me. So I've had quite a few endorsements, and these endorsements they show up. They're not just people that I've ran in and got signatures. These are people that I have met with and talked with and, like I said,
7: and labored over and and, bag- labored no, over t- it <laughs> and
1: helped them accomplish Put up with their, their goals
7: <laughs> so they know what type hey, we've of We've worked in democratic politics together. Yes, we know what yes, we're talking about here. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's politics, not pat as yeah. I say. But uh, you've managed to survive it and still I smile. Managed,
1: I managed to survive because, um, like I was saying, I have uh, the AFL. The, they're not the AFL, but the uh, ALC, the labor
7: uh-huh, Central Labor Council. council. Uh-huh. I
1: have the labor council. That's the FLCIO. And I also have. Um, Lord Stallmaker. Yeah, Lori Stalmaker. She's really been a Uh long-time friend of mine ever since I was involved in the Central Committee. Mm -hmm. So we go back a long way. So you want to get those letters right because I
7: could just see her looking at you like, what? You don't get (laughs) the numbers in order? What? Yes. The letters in order? AFL? It's actually – Uh, AFL-CIO, Central Labor Council of Riverside, Riverside San Diego County's Committee on Political Elections.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I have all all of them. (laughs) I have all of them, and so uh, I'm sure that's going to generate votes for me and support for me. So I'm really proud of that, and I have um, Assemblymember Cheryl Brown. We go back a long way on mm-hmm. that, as well as the Lily, mayor. And the publisher Deborah. of a
7: newspaper here in so, the area, um, Lily Brown. Uh, yes, Cheryl and the, Brown.
1: Uh, Black Voice, which is now the voice. Mm-hmm. So I was endorsed by them as
7: well. So And she's got I a son a in uh, the game, too, Hardy Brown. She is, has his son. Is, oh, okay. Yeah. Do they
9: live in Rialto?
1: No, San Bernardino.
9: Bernardino. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I drove by a house today that had Hardy Brown and Cheryl Brown like decked out and I was wondering if that was it. Yeah. Because,
1: like with my house, that's what you see. You see my signs everywhere. Yeah. We are. And, but I say can't
7: me. say it, and I will say it. And, and mm-hmm. I think the black community should. They've got. They got me standing tall and proud right now. You've got some awesome candidates, in Hardy oh. Brown and Cheryl Brown and Lily Houston. Cheryl Brown's not only an Brooke. awesome
9: candidate; she's mm-hmm. an awesome assembly member. Right. Um, I mean, so you, you, you I have a friend that works pray. on her campaign, and I heard that she's an outstanding yes. lady. And she goes to church every Sunday with her community.
1: Right, and she's there. She's yeah, for the community. Exactly.
9: Exactly. Um,
1: because the bills and things like that that she has brought forward I mean she's everywhere wherever you need her to be just call her mm-hmm. and ask her and she'll, she'll be there a representative be there so she's representing the area very well
7: One last thing before we have to say goodbye to you because we've got to make sure we give Kareem equal time <laughs> here too um, you have a website and I'm looking at it here um, It's uh, uh,
1: lilyhouston.com
7: so LilyHouston.com, L-I-L-L-I-E Houston, just like the city, dot com. Correct. LilyHouston.com, go to that. I'm sure you can find her information there. Right. I won't give her phone number out right over the air, but uh, <laughs> <You> <laughs> she's got a Facebook me. page. You can email her and uh, support her, and most importantly, vote for her if you're in Rialto for Rialto School Board. Thank you so much, Lily.
1: And thank you very much. Thank you. As we move on here,
7: um, uh, just sit back, relax, uh, and uh, we'll just be a few moments here, Lily. Um, And first of all, um, we are going to introduce now uh, Kareem Gangora. And uh, Kareem, uh, is running for Fontana School Board 2014, and I got to tell you, um, ladies, if you, if you look on NewsStream, he's he's taken. <laughs> but he is a very handsome young man. Uh, Olive, uh,
10: how old are you? I'm 27 years old. 27 years old, a baby, Lily, a baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but right That's next what she to him, told me we first time we met. <laughs> competition
7: next door to you there. He's uh, 20. I'll be 21 in November. 21 in November. uh, And uh, what's your name, Nelson? Nelson? Yeah, Nelson (laughs) Goins. He 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 is available. Um, But let's let's. I digress here. (laughs) (laughs) I digress here. Karim Gangora and, yes. uh, for Fontana School Board, and he's uh, all of 27 years old, and he has absolutely nothing on his card. So I'm going to say, uh, uh, you know, please tell us a little bit about yourself, Karim.
10: All right. Well, my name's Karim Gangora. I'm a first-generation American. Uh, my family's actually migrated into the States in the uh, in 1980s from, from Belize uh, into Chicago, and we transitioned to Fontana and we've lived there ever since I've been there 24 years graduated from Abe Miller High School um, attended one of the lone standing Belize magnets. now Belize. tell the
7: people where Belize is because us Americans <laughs> we didn't take geography
10: <laughs> it's small you can miss it it's like a blip on the map unfortunately but uh, it's right there by Guatemala uh, okay. in El Salvador and, and below Mexico
7: so it's not at 1400 Pennsylvania right?
10: <laughs> <laughs> no, so, we're not Sarah Palin around here
7: so <laughs> I just wanted our folks to understand where Belize
10: was <laughs> so uh, I graduated I went to the. The Lone Standing uh, Magnet School in Fontana, uh, Sequoia Middle School, then graduated in 2005. Went to Concordia University, Irvine. Uh, while I was there, did some uh, diversity work, uh, became part of organization, I actually developed leaders, young leaders. And uh, unfortunately, my father became ill, so I came back to UC Riverside. I received my BA in 2009 and <laughs> Had a couple kids, you know. I have my four year old, I have uh, my stepson who's twelve, and I have my daughter who's six months. Um, but I've worked at the city of Fontana for couple a few is years. Two. <laughs> so you for school board, you have several kids, several okay. kids, children, <laughs> you know. So I'm, I'm very involved in the community. In 2009, I did a charity event for uh, actually three kids that passed away. Mm-hmm. I was working at Alder Middle School at the time um, as a site supervisor, um, and I brought an event together. so since then, I kind of caught the bug. A lot of people were saying, "Hey, you need to run. You've done Got something bit. so positive." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I waited because I wanted to gain more experience, become more knowledgeable and, you know, live through experience. So I was able to do that, and now I work for Riverside County uh, for an anti poverty agency. So I work every day uh, fighting poverty uh, mm-hmm. as a part of community. And so action you parties. see that
7: all over the place? I,
10: yeah. I, it's deep, it's embedded. You know, I also did an event uh, for homeless awareness right here in San Bernardino County, mm-hmm. Children to Deserve Success program. And actually, you know, I, I just met Brenda Dowdy. Um, again, she's actually, I grew up with her, um, and her sons are actually good friends of mine. I just found out that the homeless population for children just increased in San Bernardino County. Oh, yeah. And so you know the Dowdies, I know them very well. Really, I my whole life I, I grew up with Brandon. So you know and Daniel, him. Brandon, and I know the, the whole. game.
9: <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm really good friends with Daniel Dowdy. I grew up with him as no well. Way. Yeah,
10: and Daniel was a little guy yes. when we yeah, were yeah. 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 playing. Okay, and so I, I played back. basketball with them. So I, I was a longtime <laughs> basketball player. Um, and now I'm in the community, you know, doing things left and right, volunteer coaching, uh, raising my children, and trying to make an impact. Uh, at the school board level, and there's now. so
7: much work to do, and oh. you've you've uh, come in at the right time. Let me tell you, uh, you know, I was speaking uh, earlier about the homeless population in the Redlands schools. There's mm-hmm. 1,400 kids Ouch. in the Redlands school district mm-hmm. that you know, and I'm sure those numbers are probably similar
10: in mm-hmm. Fontana. Redlands is actually a more you know affluent city, so to to hear that is actually kind of astounding. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's going to be some numbers in Fontana. to yes. get your
7: work cut out for you.
10: Definitely, um, I think we have a, a good amount of chunk of work uh, to do uh, in empowering our students and our teachers, and even looking at you know the whole landscape of education. And, and as we're transitioning into the, the next century, you know, uh, I'm a millennial, so uh, you Google millennials, and you're going to get 1.5 million articles about you know fitting the workplace towards millennials. And so what I'm looking to do is, is provide a new voice and fresh perspective when it comes. To the workplace, and when it comes to how uh, we're, we're learning, you know, mm-hmm. because I just had a thing on on uh, the, the Facebook today about Common Core, and it was about um, add. H- how would you make thirteen out of like eight plus seven? And you can't because eight plus seven is it's fifteen. 15 yeah. But in Common Core, now the new direction is explain. You know, so hey, you All could right. take a certain amount of eight, a certain amount of seven, you can make thirteen, but. It's a different approach, you know, yeah. to pedagogy and, to, and paradigm. Brought to shifting. you by the
7: people that have Google for brains. <laughs> I, I, I go on to this little rant all the uh-huh. time about, like, if Google failed, people would be a third less stupid, a third less smart, rather. Um, and you know, I,
10: do you read? Uh, quite, I'm an English major, so I read extensively, and I'm getting my MA What's the management. last book you've read? Um, you know, it's, it's unique. Uh, the Shack is actually a, a story about a man going Good. on a spiritual yeah. Christian journey about finding his faith. I've been telling people that reading is not the Google browser bar. <laughs> yeah.
9: but it, let's not let's not let's not negate the power that Google or the internet has. Oh, I I'm mean, I, it's it's made everybody in my generation read a lot more than yeah, they would have before. I agree. But
7: there's a lot less people that are possessing knowledge.
9: Yeah, you know, I, I guess. But yeah, I I'm 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 definitely when I hear. Older people – and I'm sorry to say this to you guys. When I hear older people saying how, well, how, well, the, internet's, how the, yeah. the internet is making us <laughs> – hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let, let me finish my point and then you can. When I hear people say, oh, the internet's making us number, I disagree. Do you, you can access so much. I have a library in my phone. Well, mm-hmm. I have you around because you're yeah. smart. <laughs> okay, but,
7: and you are. Um, but I tell you, I've run into people your age. And some of them in my family actually, Um, and say write out a grocery list for me, and they can hardly write because they're used to typing all the time with their thumbs, or they have you know the Google browser bar. They don't remember knowledge. They don't you know they don't know phone numbers. They don't know you know they just they don't possess knowledge because they don't ever have to because they got the earbuds in their ears. And as soon as you ask them a question, they go ah. They take the earbud out. Type it in the Google browser, and they go da-da-da-da, and there it is. And then they, don't, then they forget it because they can go back to it again. And so in education, I think we have a real challenge. Yeah. We have some new challenges, and so we I do. hope that you yeah. realize that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, see, on mine, one of my issues is back to basics. <laughs> <Okay>.
8: <laughs> <laughs> that's old people. Back to basics.
1: <laughs> and that's mainly because of the fact that, like you are saying, some, some people don't even know how to write cursor. I can remember where our, the teacher... Would have us sit down and we'd just get a paragraph out of the book, and we had to write the cursor. When we'd go out and do our math tests and exams, we couldn't bring a calculator into the class with us. It all had to come from up here. We had to memorize that in order to get the scores. The highest and that helps scores you build paths wanted. in your brains that so people don't have. Does,
10: but let's get back but, to Kareem's interview. Oh,
7: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we can go on forever
10: about this. <laughs> yeah. I actually was a marketing supervisor before I came, so I know the power. So. Social media and connecting, and you know, hashtag act- activism and all that, and and uh, looking towards new pathways to communicating. As I said, here with an iPad, <laughs> Yeah.
7: But in, uh-huh. I'm such a hypocrite I am. But uh,
10: and I have Google for
7: brains as well. But uh, I, I try to remember right things. And, and mm-hmm. things like, so, Fontana School Board, what do you see as the biggest challenge, and what would you like to tackle?
10: One of our grand challenges is actually college enrollment. Um, I'm actually uh, I graduated in 2005, got my degree in '09, I'm getting my master's, and so what I'm seeing in the in, the, in in the environment in Fontana is that we have a very low college enrollment. We're actually at 20%, but we're graduating over 87%, and our current attendance rates are over 95%. So when you look at the population that's engaged in the school but not transitioning into the actual higher education, we're missing some steps. And so when I think of that, I think of creating a creative-to-career framework, and I'm, I'm looking at how we're going to get parents educated and then how we're going to get our students educated as well, uh, moving to career pathways, but also so transitioning into college and so some of the ways we could do that is building partnerships with our local community colleges bringing them to the school because for me being a college graduate are you going to college I not actually I'm a very good product of a community college okay awesome um, I actually went to UC Riverside. Good product huh? <laughs> I went to a private school and so the accruing student loan debt is attacking my generation the yeah. millennial generation is being literally pulverized by student loan debt oh, so yes every, every economist thinks
9: that, that, that it's gonna crumble our economy in ten years Worse than the housing market did.
10: I, I foresee it because I dealt with it in 2009 when the, the bottom fell out of our economy and I was looking for jobs. So, with that in mind, um, I'm looking at bringing uh, community colleges back to our high schools, having general ed classes to cut those costs because your first two years are generally general education. Mm-hmm. And so, if you look at cutting those costs, you're saving thousands and thousands of dollars for not just parents but students, and you're creating an ecosystem of education that's friendly within the home. And so, and you do something like that, and you think like you know, if I was approached with
9: college classes when I was in high school, and I figured mm-hmm. out, oh, maybe I'm good at this, and I go, and then maybe I figure out like, oh, I'm not good at school, but here's this trade program that I Correct. can learn. Yeah. You know, if we if we put more of that, then, then you, that whole
10: this word college, like mm-hmm. not everybody has to go to college. There's mm-hmm. d- there's careers out there that don't require it. Correct. And then one of our biggest funding um, funding factors in, in Fontana is actually our dealerships. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Fontana. You mean be, car I used to work, I used to work at the Kia yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's moving now. Yeah. Off of two hundred and ten, and we don't have any sales and marketing classes in our schools or in our community. And so, we really need to bring power to that. We need to look at new new ways of, of transitioning our children into jobs that actually are going to promote them and uplift the community. Because you know, an educated community, everybody uplifts themselves. You know, and, and I think that's that's where we're going. You know, I want to bring field trips back to the schools. They've cut them out. My son's a preschooler; he goes in no field trips. Um, oh, I, I have a nephew who's also in the school system. He doesn't go any field trips, and they're reason why is because they've written it out of the budget.
7: When I was in the fifth and sixth grade, no Mm -hmm. kidding you, this is back when Jerry Brown was governor the first time, and California was a stellar uh, education Uh state. They actually took us kids up to camps. Oh wow. Uh, and we could go experience nature and learn about you know how things work in nature. We went like for three days
9: and it was all paid
10: wow. for it, up on
7: a bus. Wow. And it was just great terrific memories <laughs> I never got that,
9: <laughs> did you? Well, I, we had to pay for it, and that's okay. the difference that you know I'm I'm hearing your, your Fontana story. Mine was much different going up in Redlands and mm-hmm. I was a very poor student. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna end up at a very good university. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just because the people I grew up around they were very positive. Now imagine if we did that in an area such as Fontana or such as mm-hmm. you know, reality and stuff like that we
1: yeah, i was in the band success.
7: okay <laughs> and they would take us on you know to parades and around and with the football team and man our biggest complaint was when the band didn't you know the bus didn't have bathrooms you know, we always had those big charter coaches you know we were we were doing well now i see these poor kids on these bumpy old yeah. buses and yeah. they're lucky and they got to pay two hundred dollars to ride them and i'm like wow times have really changed but it, it's yeah.
9: true that the environment you grew up in, grow up in does shape you because mm-hmm. you you know even in Redlands you probably have a higher chance of succeeding and we just need to these kids they're not dumb we just need to preach to them that they can be smart you know
10: you just need to like find something that they're passionate about Mm -hmm. I agree Mm -hmm. and it's starting young it's starting you know with my four-year-old he he sees me doing homework he sees me (laughs) staying up late and and doing my assignments and so now that bug is planted and and the expectation is there if he doesn't go get his master's where he's going to go get on a career pathway that's Mm going to make sure he's going to be self sufficient and he's going to be able to apply himself productively
7: well good For you and good for you, Lily, and you. and good for uh, you know all the people. You know, people say all politicians are bad. People no. look at this show. That's not so. <laughs> we actually like these people. <laughs>
9: Facebook.com? I think assembly member is where it cuts off and then they're all bad.
7: <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, except for okay. if you're a senator. I must repeat that you are. Okay, votekareem.com votekareem.com and that's spelled K-A-R-E-W-E-M so kareem.com and then facebook.com is votekareem. Thank you for being on, Kareem Gengora. Thank you for the invitation. And, and thank you, Lily Houston. And thank you very much. I'm going to take uh, you know, uh, just a, a little bit of time here to thank uh, Uncle Chuck Reuter, uh, who helped sponsor the show. It was a joy to work with on this show. Uh, to thank uh, Jacob Dorovella, who's out working for Mark Decano, who oh, was wow. one of our young co-youth correspondents here. And then thank you also to uh, Nelson Goins, who's hung in here all this time, who's been a challenge sometimes, got <laughs> me up on my toes. I like that. Uh, and uh, Nelson, has uh, it's been a joy to work with you on this show. He's cool. going to continue. He's coming with me. I will. All right.
10: uh, two oh, two my
7: apologies yeah. to Joseph Williams. We ran out of time. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Joseph, Joseph Williams was the name of the uh, school board trustee that I support for school board uh, in San Diego Community College District, rather. And, uh, and I couldn't remember his name. And he's another oh. great young man uh, from right. the, the black community who uh, everybody can be proud of and right. uh, is a great stellar example. Kareem, people can be proud of you, too. And they, <laughs> they can feel comfortable voting for you because I can tell you've got a good heart and you yeah. care about people. And, you. Uh, you know, thanks to everybody. <laughs> 2 minutes and thanks to John Watanabe I love you John. <laughs> I worked for John for years uh you know I started this because Mark Shepard uh, was a good friend of mine remember Mark and mind, and, I and, and he uh, he came to me and he says Mark you got some experience in radio can you kind of help me and guide me and consult me I'm starting this radio show and I'm like oh gosh you don't know what you're getting into and then you know I came on a couple of times nice. and then unfortunately Mark passed away suddenly Jeez. and we did a tribute show to him and then everybody said Mark you got to come back you got to come back and here I am like 3 years later. Yeah. Still doing this, but we're going to change and we change up once in a while, and I move locations once in a while, but the, the underlying uh, uh, mm-hmm. method is the same, and that's to get to know political candidates, yeah. the issues, and help people make informed decisions, and that has been a joy on my behalf uh, to do that, and to come here, and to sit in this anchor chair, and work with Brenda Bell, and and all kinds of people. Thank you to Terry Massell. Thank you to, to Bob Conaway, who's been on this show. Uh, you know, All kinds of people. Corla Coles. How can I forget? Corla Coles, we love you. And, uh, and and everybody that's come in here and helped out. Uh, thanks so much to KCAA. The political hour will now say fade to black here in a moment, but as it does, uh, we encourage you to tune in Tuesdays at 2 p.m. starting next week for the political platform as we ask candidates to step up, reveal themselves, talk with us, and talk about the issues. We'll talk about propositions as well, and Nelson will be there. And we'll all see you next week, Tuesday at 2 p.m., On the platform, (laughs) KCA 1050 Mark Wilson, over and out. Goodbye.